Welcome everyone to the Blackest Tech Speaker Spotlight Series. This is your host Mimi Jacks, and we are speaking with some of the people who are going to be at the conference next week. The Blackest Tech Virtual Conference will be September 24th to the 25th. And today I'm sitting here with Dean May, and he is the Director of Software Engineering at Capital One. So Dean, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, we're really excited about the content that we're going to have at the conference. And I know that you're going to be on one of the panels we're having, Black Tech Matters, uh, right. Finding Solutions for Us by Us. Can you tell us a little more about what that workshop will be about? Yeah, Mimi, I'm definitely, I'm very passionate about this topic here. So, yeah, I, I think it, it, it goes through, obviously, um, I'm in technology, and I think mm -hmm. you have Blacks in technology, and this sort of focuses on, you know, advertising uh, the opportunities that are available in STEM careers, right? And sort of connecting those opportunities with our community, right? And uh, mm -hmm. I follow that path uh, and it's, it's a very, uh, you know, fruitful and rewarding path and we all advocate for that. But, you know, in recent years, been reflecting on another piece of it. What happens after that, right? Uh, I think mm -hmm. you end up with a thing called, uh, with that, which I like to call black tech. One mm -hmm. word, no space. And what's black tech? I think black tech uh, occurs when uh, someone from the black community starts looking at the opportunities that we have within the community, the problems mm. we face, and starts to solve those problems from within the community. This looks like, uh, you know, a former felon um, that or incarcerated person that's been released, that's now developing an app with his daughter, right, to help yeah. uh, currently incarcerated people communicate with their family outside. That's a black yes. tech solution. One yeah. word, no space. Mm -hmm. That's someone who faced a problem um, that didn't look outside uh, for a solution, but sat, mm -hmm. looked at how can this be solved and solved it themselves. And that's very powerful because the tech revolution has created an opportunity for everyone to participate. All that yeah. former felon and his daughter needed was a computer, some internet connection and some willpower to create mm -hmm. a black tech solution. And so thinking about all the other uh, issues we have within our community, uh, mass incarceration being one, but you know, officer involved um, sort of incidents or uh, you know, recidivism as, as you know, formerly incarcerated people go back in, you know, yeah. how can these problems be solved from within yeah. the computer community? Maybe we had someone a computer um, that's sufficiently motivated and see what they come up with as black tech. <laughs> I love it. Yes, black tech, you know, it's, it, it doesn't just have to be one solution. It's not just corporate, you know, everything all the time working, you know, for a big corporation, but I like what you say, you're really incorporating it into the community, finding right. ways of, you know, often sometimes people, you know, they want to start their own company, be an entrepreneur, but, or they want to do some community service. And um, it's not just that we want to do something good for the community, but we should also be able to make money while we're doing something good for the community. Right. So taking some of these skills and feeding it back into the community, like you say, where, you know, father or daughter can, you know, create an app that would be helpful to other people who may have been incarcerated. Or maybe right. even it could be something to help deliver meals to the elderly or something like that. But right. for everything that's out there, some invention been, you know, um, done for it or a different new innovative idea, we can expect the same thing in our black communities. Um, right. Right. Yeah. 
And, I, and that's I what we're that. gonna, yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about on the session. We're gonna dive into a few of those uh, opportunities uh, that are sort of well laid out there at this, you know, yeah. in, in today's current climate, and just think through some some solutions. That on the panel that uh, I'll be on, Antoinette Toll will be there. Uh, mm -hmm. as well. And she's uh, chief of HR for Richmond, Virginia's uh, police department. So she'll have some interesting uh, sort of thoughts on how black tech solutions could improve, uh, you know, those types of community policing uh, relationships. There'll also be uh, Richard Robinson mm -hmm. there on the panel as well. And he'll, uh, you know, bring some some sort of perspective on black tech solutions for health and healthcare, right? You know, mm -hmm. we face uh, as black people in the community, just statistics uh, will show that, you know, we're susceptible to a lot of, uh, you know, diseases, e either due to mm -hmm. underlying conditions or just natural, the food we eat or, or our um, personal preferences and behaviors, right? So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. how can we sort of address some of those things uh, mm -hmm. from within the community? And, you know, it doesn't take, uh, millions of dollars. It probably takes <laughs> no. millions of dollars to scale, um, but to come up with an idea and have a working prototype, uh, mm -hmm. that only takes a computer and, and some willpower. And that, that's what's exciting about um, these opportunities in technology. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, you know, liking math and art and, you know, just kind of like merging them together, you know, and, and seeing what I could create, seeing what new ideas I could come up with. So how did you actually get involved in, in technology? Yeah, I grew up, uh, so I grew up in Jamaica uh, without a computer. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, but I grew up in a time of, of Napster. Uh, it was popular. Mm -hmm. uh, this was in the 90s. And, uh, you know, Napster was popular. LimeWire, you know, sort of <laughs> peer uh, sharing um, files and music. And that was sort of the big thing. And I found myself, well, how is this happening? Right. And how yeah. does this thing work? And so, you know, from that point, and I, I migrated to the United States, uh, you know, some point uh, within that time. And uh, there's just a ton of opportunity here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was able to attend Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, and okay. study computer science there. Uh, and, you know, from that point, I started making websites. Uh, there's a popular uh, hip hop, I love hip hop. Um, there's a popular <laughs> uh, hip hop website at the time, uh, World Star Hip Hop, it was called. Oh, and yeah. I was like, hey, I can make one of those. And, uh, <laughs> and <I laughs> sort of cranked that out and cranked out a bunch of, um, you know, other ideas. Uh, some uh, created a platform uh, long, this is uh, quite some time before this idea of being a, actually an influencer uh, mm -hmm. came about, uh, saw an opportunity uh, in the social media space to sort of aggregate uh, user sentiment uh, in the comments and see, well, you know, which one of the followers that you have, um, which one, which ones of them are more, uh, you know, likely to advocate for you or a product um, that you mm. have. And so created a, a startup around that and, and sort of worked with a few people uh, in, in entertainment industry and so forth, uh, you know, created some revenue, some value, uh, yeah. and then moved on to, to Capital One where I started building uh, technology platforms there. So the Dev Exchange uh, platform is a public platform uh, for mm -hmm. uh, connecting to Capital One services. And so I was one of the first engineers there with that platform and spent some time over there 
Um, from there, moved to uh, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, which is mm -hmm. a pharma company, a global yeah. pharma company. And, uh, you know, we built platforms uh, for drug development and so forth. And then went back to Capital One to continue working, <laughs> working on the platform. It is. It is. It's <laughs> funny because uh, Capital One has this uh, sort of boomerang in its lo mm -hmm. logo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They just keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the good thing about uh, you know being with uh, Capital One is is just the opportunities that exist there and the commitment and investment uh, in Capital One from a data transformation perspective and just uh, building platforms and building innovative nice. solutions for consumers. So that's that's sort of my path. Uh, it's yeah. been exciting, interesting, um, a lot of stops along the way, exciting mm. stops. But I think the thread. Uh, the common thread for me uh, was just the excitement at each step uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're sufficiently excited and motivated, um, you know, in this field, you, you could mm -hmm. do anything. You could really yeah. do anything. As long as you have some sort of support uh, to scale that thing, then you have something valuable that you can offer. So I think this, um, the thing that I've learned uh, across my involvement in technology is just that, that you could, you could really create anything you want to here. Yeah. And, and I'm such an advocate for, um, for mentors, for um, sharing what we know about technology with others so that other young you know black students or black professionals can get into technology help to have an impact in different areas of technology because yeah. diversity matters i mean diversity definitely brings different ideas and new ideas to the table so it's so great that you've had um, the career that you've had to date where you've been able to kind of follow that path of what you wanted to do and bring you know your ideas and creativity to the different roles you've been in yeah, yeah. It, you know, I, I, to double click on a piece that you said there on the mentorship, uh, you know, I think I, I engage in a lot of mentorship uh, sort mm. of engagements with uh, young people. I especially started to uh, work a lot with uh, young folks coming through these sort of code uh, code slinger programs, if you okay. will, where they learn to code in 90 days boot camps. They learn to code in 90 days, six months, a year, uh, and they really pick up some 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 really good skills uh, in that time. And I found particular interest getting in there because one, the price point, um, you know, mm. to some of the traditional paths, uh, these non-traditional paths are going to YouTube, learning how to code. Uh, going to, you know, some of these other, uh, you know, crowdsourced knowledge platforms that are free, uh, you, you know, and learning how to uh, sort of do this craft. I, I you know, I found a, a big uh, bit of interest in that and going and finding those people and, and sort of linking them with opportunities or at least encouraging them that, hey, even though you didn't take uh, the traditional path here, uh, you have a skill that can be quantified and demonstrated. And that's, that's very powerful. Uh, so, you know, I think it's just a lot of um, opportunity uh, for young people looking to get into this industry. Uh, you know, just pick up a computer uh, and, and you could get in. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And as we get ready to close out, I just want to ask you one more question. Um, if there was something, you know, like pie in the sky, if there was one thing that you wanted corporate America to know about Blacks and technology, um, what would that be? Yeah, definitely. I think you touched on uh, some of them before. I'd give three yeah. points uh, here. Uh, creativity. 
uh, is one thing you touched on. Uh, you know, the same creativity that uh, Lena Horne, you know, all the other big names she used in transform the entertainment uh, industry, right? It's the same creativity um, that we have to provide in the areas of product management, software development, creating new products, mm. new ideas, thinking outside the box. That's something to look forward to if you invest uh, in uh, sort of blocks in technology. Another thing is, is the resilience that you see, uh, you know, that transform the sports arena. Right, that toughness, that mental toughness, that doing more with less. Right, uh, you know, maybe maybe a company doesn't have the the extensive budget of another company, but if you invest in this uh, area here, someone could come in and say, "Hey, I could do more with less. I could go in this corner. I can make something happen uh, with half the resources." Uh, so that's something to look forward to. And then ultimately, the pie in the sky, Mimi, is really uh, uh, to bring it home at uh, the black tech, right? Uh, you yeah. know, after you get that creativity and you get that resilience, at some point, uh, you're going to be looking to, uh, you know, consumers want to connect uh, with products mm -hmm. that speak to them, that resonate with them, that are organic to them. And so if you're really trying to, uh, you know, maximize on all your consumer potential here, you, you invest in this uh, Blacks in Tech and they'll bring you some Black Tech ideas. Uh, you'll create great products and you'll mm -hmm. get some good um, devoted consumers. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes. <laughs> we start with ourselves, make sure we all know about black tech and then mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, corporate America invest and, you know, with us to invest in ourselves as well, but to let some of these big companies know that there is value and there is um, a lot of good gems in black tech. Sure is. Well, thank you so much, Dean, for joining me today. And I can't wait till the conference next week. So everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already registered, be sure to register for the Blackest Tech Virtual Conference next week, September 24th and 25th. And you could go to blackesttechconference.com. All right, we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Bye.